Did you wake up this morning? Did you get yourself a gun? Did mama tell you that you were gonna be the chosen one? Do, 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 do. What's up everybody? Hey, welcome to a trailer roundup. We haven't done a trailer roundup in a very long time, but I figured I'd do one. Cause there's so many trailers and, and every time we get together, it's just like, we start talking about movies and it kind of gets lost in the translation. I thought, you know what, it's time. There's a couple of trailers I want to talk about. There's one that just released today. And I was like, I have to talk about this because I'm so excited to talk about it. Uh, and then a few others that, um, one came out a couple days ago and one that already came out last week that most people have already probably talked about enough, but hey, I haven't really given my two cents on it. So I might as well talk about it. So I'll start with uh, the big one, the bomb today, dude. I was so excited. Yes, yes. The Many Saints of Newark. Uh, that is the prequel to The Sopranos. Let me tell you something, dude. I love the mafia. I love the Italian mafia because I love the way they run their business. I love their mindset. I love the culture. I myself am not Italian. I am very far from it. But I, I enjoy the way they live their life. Um, I Goodfellas is... Easily one of my favorite movies, top five. Godfather's also up there. Um, and the Sopranos, which I had I hadn't seen until a couple months ago when I got HBO Max. But I, when I saw that there was going to be a prequel, by the way, I apologize for the background noise. It's really hot in here. I had an open window. If you could deal with it, then thank you. Uh, but yeah, so I seen that there was a prequel, and I said, you know what? I'm going to finally watch The Sopranos. I'm not normally a TV kind of person. I don't like dedicating that much time and energy to shows, especially shows that are like an hour to 45 minutes long. It just takes forever. It's one of the main main reasons why it's been taking so long to watch Game of Thrones. It's like, I've already seen like eight episodes and I'm barely through season one. And there's like seven other seasons. It's like, it's just, it's a marathon. Eventually I'll get through it, but you know, I like to take my time. And so I watched it and actually... That show, I probably watched that entire show within two weeks because I just liked it that much. I'd, every day I'd get home and I would just watch as many episodes of Sopranos as I could until I just, you know, eventually just got tired. That's just what I would literally watch like four or five episodes just a day because that show was just so much freaking fun. Wow, that is really loud. Again, I apologize. That's a lot. That's a loud noise. But yes, so loved it. Loved the show. I, I could really tell why people enjoy that show back then because there was a movie quality to it and I think too when you have mafia related things like th those movies always tend to bring in a, a big crowd I think movies like The Irishman and I guess to an extent like The Wolf of Wall Street just kind of the shady crookedness but also to just the confidence that the mafia have right they run the world you know they have the world by the balls it doesn't you know normal things don't affect them you know, there's more stress to it and it doesn't last as long, but hey, when you're on top, you're on top, dude. Enjoy it, right? You're invincible. Like it. Hmm. And so when I saw that there was going to be a prequel, I really wanted to see it only because, you know, throughout The Sopranos, you kind of see that from the beginning, these things weren't going to last. You know, Tony's, you know, quote unquote, garbage business that he was running, that he was making millions of dollars from because obviously garbage men make millions of dollars you know and the intricate process process that it took to run a business that tony had and uh, slowly but surely all the people around him were getting whacked were snitching things like that 
know, the other side of it too is that like the mafia, everything I've ever learned important in life, or at least I hold in dear regard, I learned from movies like The Godfather and Goodfellas, right? People have come up to me and tried to you know, have taught me very wise things in life about just anything, right? You know, people sat me down and pat me on the shoulder. And they go, Mark, this is the, you know, the secret. You know, you have to enjoy little parts of the day and you have to like things and you have to, you know, love your wife unconditionally. And I just go, whatever, just shut up, right? But then I, you know, I watch like Goodfellas or something and I learn something like, you know, fuck you, pay me. I go, yeah, that right, that, that's, that's the thing that I need. Yes, fuck you, pay me. Exactly, that's exact. that's everything. Check didn't come in right, fuck you, pay me. And the most important thing, the most important thing you could ever learn in life, this is the thing that I hold in the dearest of things. This is one thing I will not be. I could be a douche, I could be a bully, I could be mean. But one thing you can never call me, never call me, is a rat. You know why? Because I keep my fucking mouth shut. That's the most highest thing. And I learned that obviously from the Sopranos. So, obviously, I, I went on a side tangent there. But those things, dude, like the Italian Mafia, they teach you those kind of things. And just this particular trailer in this movie really, like, got me interested in this kind of stuff. And when I seen that there was a trailer, finally, I was like, yes, dude. And, and the trailer pays off in dividends, dude. I'm like, exactly what I wanted to see is Tony's come up. Tony from a young age putting himself together, learning how to run the family business, how to be a freaking gangster. That's exactly the stuff I wanted to see because we see Tony running his business and the final parts of it throughout that show, right? Where to the point of like, it, you know, it reaches ends, you know, like all good things, it just, things slowly fall apart. It's like, even from the beginning of that show, they were already talking about, they were foreshadowing that, look, the mafia is gone, right? There's no, there's no dock or place that you could just sit down and talk. We're in the digital age now, right? People can tap in your phones. They can hear anything you're saying. Any type of shady business you're doing, we're going to find out about it. And they do throughout most of that show. The FBI is is hot on their trail, just breathing down Tony's neck. And even though Tony's calm, cool, and collected about it, he knows, even he knows, at some point, I'm going to get caught slipping, dude. There's too many things going on here. And so even though I like that part of the show, I do even, I'm even more interested to see the prequel to that is how he came up, maybe potentially there's some people that he had to maybe get rid of to get to the top spot. And you see the family. Um, I love, I even love like the tone of the of the, the trailer where you get this weird feeling of like, you know, Tony, man, he's a sociopath. He's a leader. He's very, very smart. And there's a lot of bad around him that, and he's already starting to get a taste of blood. Where he's like, dude, there's no point in me going back to school. There's no point in me going to college. I'm going to start cutting corners and run this stuff, dude. I'm going to start running the streets and make a few bucks. You know, and the other part of that show, too, that we don't really ever get to see, obviously, because it's, you know, his dad is already dead in the show. It's like you want to see how his dad came up as one of the gangster guys already. And I'm really, really excited to see how that's going to play out. So this trailer is giving me everything that I wanted to see. I'm, I'm hoping, man. I'm really, really hoping that this movie could play out well. Um, we got the original people back. David Chase is one of the creators of Sopranos, came back and started doing some writing, which is always really good. You, you always want to bring the people in that can help you out. And, you know, obviously had a, um, 
a feel for the show. It's like he'd been around it forever. He probably already had some ideas that maybe he wanted to use maybe for the show that he didn't get to or potentially a spinoff that he just gets to use. It's like, you know, the, the person who's most involved and who had the most say and input, you, you always want to bring back because, it's you know, they had the most say and input. They, they obviously know these characters are a lot more attached, and so it's, it's good to see David Chase back. Um, really, really good cast. They have Michael Gandolfini, which is uh, James Gandolfini's son, coming back, which it looks just like him, dude. Looks just like him. Even, like, in his mouth, like, the way he starts talking, he had, like, you know, because James always had kind of this weird little smirk all the time in the show, even when he was pissed off. He had, like, this little weird smirk. It was just like a, like a facial tick. And his son has that too, and I'm looking at it. It's like I'm almost looking at James, like a younger version of James. It was just, it's cool and a little bit of creepy. Just, it's the perfect mix. It, it reminds me so much of like uh, Ice Cube's son, O'Shea, when he was in the Straight Out of Compton. And he looks just like his dad, like from like the side, like from the side, he would really look like him. And even kind of these, his swagger and stuff like that. He'd be like, dude, that's, that's young Ice Cube. That is essentially just young Ice Cube. And I was like, you're blown away by it because it's just, so freaking cool to see. So I'm really glad for that. And plus two, it's cool that his son it, wants to be an actor. I mean, you know, that, that's, a, that's a big shoe to fill. And so good on Michael, man. I really hope that he could, this movie is a good debut into translating into maybe a really good acting career. Because, you know, if that Gandolfini blood is good, man, maybe we could start seeing this kid and some other stuff and, and really take off from there. Um, but yeah trailer was phenomenal I, it makes me even more excited to see this movie if I could somehow if someone could let me borrow their time machine if I could just hop in it go to September so I could watch the movie and then just come back because I don't want to go too far I still want to enjoy the rest of the uh, couple months coming up there's some other really good movies that I want to see and so yeah let me hop in the time machine see the movie and then come back uh, I was also kind of nervous about this movie too because like we're already in June this movie said it's slated to come out in September. This is also HBO Max. Um, you know how they're doing the duel, going to be in theaters, going to be on HBO Max. And so for a minute there, just because you know so much time was coming by, I was wondering if maybe they were going to maybe secretly push it back. A lot of times studios will do that if they're not maybe too confident in the movie. Maybe they showed it to a few focus groups and they weren't feeling it. Uh, you know, maybe there was some need for reshoots. Um, I believe this movie was supposed to already come out last year. And obviously with the COVID situation, it just didn't happen. And, and so maybe they tried to take, take advantage of maybe reshooting some stuff, maybe rewriting some stuff, maybe starting from the very beginning to the point of, you know, maybe they were going to uh, just say, yeah, you know what, screw it. Just let's put this movie out in like early 2022, maybe like a March or April, um, which, you know, that's sometimes it's the case uh, for a lot of movies. They'll do that and... and You'll see a trailer for it 900,000 times. You go, why has this movie not come out yet? And it's like, oh, because the studio pushed it back like six months. And so I kept, I kept putting my eye out for this. And I was like, oh, boy, really hope this doesn't happen. And so finally my worries could, I could stop worrying now. There we go. We finally got a trailer for it. We got a confirmed release date. I'm super, super excited to see this movie. Uh, this was definitely on one of my... Top 10, I think I think when I did like a trailer roundup earlier this year, this was something I did on my list. If I could go back, I'm sure somebody could find that and they'll, they'll look and they go, oh yeah, Mark did. Mark was very, very excited to see this movie. So yes, Many Saints of Newark. I hope you guys see it too. If you have not seen The Sopranos as well, man, definitely start checking that out. I think that is definitely a, 
that was the beginning of kind of this cinematic television. Like we don't really have, I, I, I guess it's kind of a big step, but I don't think we would have a Game of Thrones or a Breaking Bad without The Sopranos. The Sopranos really broke down borders to the point of, you know, hey man, you can make a elongated movie out of a TV show and just have it go there and, and give it a big budget and people will watch it. And it's perfect that it was on HBO. You know, HBO really swung with the fences and it has paid back dividends, man. The Sopranos to this day is still considered a classic and still considered one of the best TV shows ever. So near quality like that for a show that's well over 10 years old, that's freaking, that's some good stuff right there, dude. So yeah, many saints new work. Please check that out. Uh, the next trailer I wanted to talk about was Halloween Kills. Uh, this came out a while ago. I wanted to do something um, when it came out. I was, I, you know, sometimes you'll, you'll think of stuff, I know, for the podcast, trying to you know, do some inside baseball here where you'll start getting like these crazy ideas of like, hey, man, I want, I want to do a whole Halloween series and you know, I want to do like a live you know, reaction to it. And it's like sometimes things just don't quite work out the way you want it to. It's like your brain is going 1,000 miles per hour, but reality is going, hey, slow down there. We, we got to take some baby steps there. So... Unfortunately, I couldn't quite do the stuff that I wanted to, but I'm glad I could at least talk about this trailer. Um, I'm really, really excited for this. I remember when the first Halloween came out, this this new one, uh, the one with David Green, and it ended, spoiler alert for that movie, Corey um, Stroder uh, leaves Michael to die in a house. It's burning down. Michael's trapped. She looks at him goes, you know, good riddance, I finally killed Michael. And... And then they announced that there was going to be like two more movies. And I thought, oh, Jesus, no, no. Why are we doing this again? No, God damn it. Because the thing with Halloween, man, this is the thing that was really cool about that first movie is that, you know, Michael escapes. You see Michael, he, he just disappears. And you go, oh, man, it's going to be really creepy. I can't wait to see a sequel. And the sequel comes out and it's still the same day. And then from there on out, man, the, the movies got really, they really jumped a shark to a point of like, you know, he was a cursed spirit, and he had, like, an evil little sister, and, you know, Lori was his sister, and it was just, it got, it got really bad, right? Halloween had completely just jumped ship, which was, that was normal back then, right? Like, the Friday the 13th movies were getting to that point where they were getting really tongue-in-cheek, and Freddy would wink at the camera, and the same thing with the Jason movies. It was just, it got to a point, man, where people didn't respect what it was. You know, they saw that it was a, a very low-budget movie that made back almost triple what it'd make, you know, with, with John Carpenter at the time, make it a classic that no one really knew that was going to be a classic or be as popular as it was than it did. And eventually John started to move on to some other stuff and made some really good movies. And people really just kind of started forcing Halloween down his throat to the point it was like, I really just, you know, man, that was a really cool idea that I had back in the day, but I want to move on to some other stuff. And then he started giving it to other people, and things got weird with, like, Season of the Witch, which, by the way, fairly okay movie, I, I'll say. Then, we get to the point of now, where we go, okay, this this for sure is the second one, retcon everything else, let's, let's start the, let's wipe the slate clean, and say this is the true sequel to Halloween, the first one. We're gonna wait, like, 30 years or whatever we waited. And, uh, you know, Lori, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is, she's a nutbag and she just knows that Michael's going to escape at some point. She's just ready for him and God knows we have no idea what's going to happen. And then they said, hey, we're going we're gonna to do two more sequels. And we thought, immediately I started thinking, all right, cool. We're going to get to a point now 
where these movies are going to get so outlandish. And we're just going to do the same thing. You know, history repeats itself. And I thought, that's not, that's not what I want to do here. That's not, that's not what should be done here, right? We got a new chance. You, we actually, they actually brought John Carpenter back. They somehow convinced him. Or maybe they, they kidnapped him and threw him in a van and said, come back, dude, as their executive producer or something. And then they said, you know, hey, we got two more, even though we kind of set it up for him to be dead. And then I seen the trailer for this, and I thought, okay, I, th I think I kind of, I think I'm okay with this. I think I'm okay with this. No reason I, s I say that is because, one, they're not making it seem like, you know, Michael is like fireproof or something, or he's like some type of weird evil spirit. They show it to the point of like, yeah, he's burning, but they got to the house, the firefighters got to the house. They're looking for him. He escapes. He's able to find a way around it. Okay, maybe, just maybe I'm okay with that. And they get to a point where they start showing Michael is just killing people and that maybe Michael is, he, he's not just randomly killing people. He's killing people with a vengeance. He's killing, these murders are kind of premeditated and that there's something bigger going on here. And they, they kind of allude to it, which I'm already like, okay, so maybe you're setting up for something a little bit bigger. I might be aboard with that. Maybe, just maybe. I think the thing, though, that really is kind of enticing me to the fact is that these movies are still keeping in the spirit of just Halloween. This looks like it's all going to happen in the same night. It looks like Lori, she's going for, she for sure just wants to kill this dude. It's like, I'm going to kill him. And I like the fact that, you know, she's not trying to run away from this. It's like, I want to kill him. He has been ruining my life for 20 odd years. You know, it's, I've been estranged from my family because of this guy. You know, I, I can't sleep. I can't live a normal life because he's just out here on the, on the loose being a maniac. You know, it always kind of reminds me of like a Sigourney Weaver in Aliens where it's like, you know, she is, she is hellbent on this because of just, just the fact that she just can't live a normal life, right? It's like, I, you're focused. You, you have an agenda, an aim, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fulfill it. I like that. I, I like this version of Laurie Stroder that they have kind of given to her as a role of like, hey man, I'm a strong person who needs to do this, right? I'm, I'm all for that. I'm absolutely all for that. I'm still wondering though, because obviously there's still going to be another sequel to this, that you're, you're making a trilogy out of it, that I'm, I'm hoping that this isn't just some weird kind of placeholder, you know, kind of Last Jedi-esque, where, you, you know... Obviously, we're trying to get to a third movie, but the second movie is just, it, it, it's kind of just a, uh, it's kind of a setup to the last thing, right? Just a, a, it's essentially just a really long version of three. It's part one, two, which I, I don't know. I, I don't 100% know yet, but I'm just, I'm at least excited for those two things. One is just the fact that Laurie looks really cool in this, and two, we get to see some really cool killings again. I mean, that first movie... It's actually really interesting in the way they kind of placate to it. There's a lot of cool, like, one-track shots. There's a lot of cool stuff with Michael. He, you know, he's still very much a, a... He's the shape, right? He's still a killer, man. He's still menacing. And I still... I like that they kind of brought that back to Michael Myers. Um, that was something I was starting to... I was kind of missing from the last couple movies because it just became such a joke after a while that they kind of brought it back to this where it's like... You always... You, you don't know if you have the upper, the upper hand here... When you're approaching him, you could try to go stab him. You could do something. It's just he is a large, menacing, brooding force. That's it. Just it, his intimidation, the way he could do that to you, 
just makes it feel like, you know, even if you have the upper hand, you still feel like you're, you're losing. Because it's just, there's no expression there. You, you don't know what he's thinking. You don't know what he's feeling. He is just a freaking evil thing that is just walking and just wants to kill you. All for that. Absolutely all for that. Which, I, I don't like being one of these people that likes to knock like Rob Zombie's version of it. I, I think it's, those movies are, they're just there. I, I at least can appreciate that he tried something different. I just, it got really kind of weird in that way. And so, to see this slate be wiped clean, let's start over. Let's, let's make Michael scary again. Let's give Lori some really good character development. And plus two, kind of bringing her family into this and they're kind of running away from stuff and you know, maybe Michael has some type of weird tie-in that we don't really know about. I'm all for it. I'm absolutely all for it. Plus two, it's October. It, it's good to have kind of Halloween stuff back again. I'm really, really excited for that. I cannot wait for Halloween. It's going to be so much fun. Um, last year got kind of ruined with the COVID stuff, and so uh, who knows what's going to happen this year. I'm going to bust open a couple jack-o'-lanterns, buy some candy, because... I mean, I don't know if kids will be in this area. I don't live in a great neighborhood, but if they're out there, hey, I got some candy for you guys. So, yeah, that was Halloween Kills. I cannot wait to see that as well. That's going to be a really good movie, hopefully. Got my fingers crossed. Um, and this leads me to the last trailer I want to talk about, which I'm sure you guys probably know. Uh, that'd be Shang-Chi, the Ten Rings, the Ten something. <laughs> By the way, I was texting, uh, I have a group chat with, with David and Brendan, where we just kind of, you know, we just talk to each other and stuff like that. And I, I wrote on there, I was like, Mortal Kombat 2. That's exactly, this is exactly what this movie looked like. Every time I was watching it, I was like, this looks just like Mortal Kombat. Like, it's just, it's, I, I know it's not the same movie, but it's just the, the way the colors look, the fighting stances. There's a lot of green screen there. Um, there's a lot of actors in this that you know because they're in other, like, karate movies. I don't know if that's racist to say or not. Not that it has ever been a, a problem with this show but hey whatever man i uh, i know nothing about shang chi i matter of fact i didn't even know this character existed uh, until they said that they were making a movie about him and this just i mean i'm not a big comic book fan like that all my marvel knowledge goes to the mcu so whatever they bring into those movies that's my knowledge of it unless i do some type of weird background uh information on it or i you know kind of take the time to look into some different stuff it doesn't appear that Shang-Chi has a lot of uh, a lot to do with maybe the Avengers level. It just seems like he's kind of his own character in his own world. And he just so happens to live uh, in a world where superheroes exist. Which I think it's cool, right? I, I don't know how that's going to necessarily play out with um, the MCU. Because then you start to wonder, well, where was his character? Th this is always a question that has always has to be asked, right? Anytime we start bringing in new characters... Where were you during the Avengers fight? Where were you when Thanos was beating everybody up? Where were you during, you know, whatever, you know, place, whatever Marvel movie you want to put into? I don't know the timeline of this per se, um, but I started to think that. I said, well, what does this character have to do with these and, and will he have a bigger role coming up? Because the other question too you always have to ask is, well, is he going to be an Avenger? And I think at this point, I don't think there's any more Avengers, right? I think the team is done. I think all these characters have a much bigger agenda that they're looking for. Doctor Strange, Black Panther, Captain Marvel. You know, I don't think they're really interested in trying to make a team to protect the world. So 
when you start bringing in these characters and they all kind of exist in their own worlds, I'm not 100% on board with that just because it's like, I would like to see all these characters in the same room together. You know, maybe maybe team up. I think that'd be cool. But if, if that's just, you know, they're all going to be their own character and fight their own villains and they're just, hey man, we're going to have three movies where you just, you know, maybe every once in a while a character shows up, which by the way, a character does show up in this. A few characters. You, uh, you have to wonder, well, what are they going to do? How are they going to placate? What's um, what, what's the big thing that they're going to have to do uh, to make you excited for Phase 5 or Phase 4 or whatever we're in right now? Um, it doesn't appear that we're going to have any type of bigger villains. I, I mean, if you've been watching Loki, that they've already kind of expanded some pretty big stuff with like timeline stuff and you know new realities. It's like it, it gets to a point where you just realize that you know most of the stuff kind of doesn't matter. Right? We're living in a much bigger world now. There's no point in Avengers. Right? There's some stuff that could just be handled by itself. Um, and so watching the Shang-Chi thing and you're just kind of watching and it's going, yeah, you know, it's cool and all, the Ten Rings, but it just doesn't feel like it's going to go anywhere in, in, in a direction where you go, okay, cool, I can't wait to see this guy talk to Doctor Strange or fight side by side with Doctor Strange. And I, I know that we've gotten plenty of that in the past, but that's kind of the thing that I always look forward to in those movies, in the MCU, is that you get to bring this this universe together and expand it. Um, I, I will say that I'm at least excited to uh, to see his powers, to see what he could do. Uh, the Ten Ring stuff looks interesting. I, I mean, I know that, I guess in the comic books, it's actually like rings, like you put on your fingers. And this one, it looks like they're like bracelets, like giant bracelets that go over your hand and they come together. I understand it's like some type of weird alien technology. I don't know if they're gonna say that this one's Chitauri, if I'm saying that right, um, because I know that's always kind of been the common alien species in this movies. Maybe it could be Kree. It could be something. Uh, I, th I think that'd be cool if they did it that way. Uh, more than likely, they probably will, just because I know they want to bring in some other stuff. Same thing with, like, S.W.O.R.D. and things of that nature. They want to start bringing these teams that they introduced in, like, WandaVision, Loki. Um, they, I, I keep saying, I want to keep saying the, the Captain and Falcon Soldier show, uh, but obviously there's another one to that. I know that's kind of the big focus right now, um, and then the movies are kind of placating. I guess you're going to have to start watching those shows if you want to understand these shows, um, but who knows, man? It could be. I, I know it sounds like I'm kind of knocking this movie for the most part, but I think I'm, I'm fairly excited. Most of the times, I get more excited for these movies uh, the day I go see them, right? It's, it's usually how it always plays out, unless it's something like really big, like an you know, Endgame, or an Infinity War where you go, oh, dude, I can't wait to see that in like two weeks. I'm going to go zero dark 30 mode. I'm not going to check Instagram. Nothing. I want to go in there fresh. Don't want to know anything. And then there's, you know, stuff like Black Widow or this movie where you go, you know, I'm driving to the theater. Go, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm seeing Shang-Chi today. I'm seeing Black Widow today. It's like you, you get that kind of like your heart starts to race a little bit more. Like, yeah, I'm going to see, a, you know, a pretty cool kind of tentpole movie. Um, I felt that way most definitely when I seen F9 over the weekends. That was kind of the last time I felt it. It's it's kind of hard to explain. It It's so weird because it just kind of pops out at you. Yeah, yeah cool. I'm going to go see a really action-filled movie today. And I'm really excited and I can't wait to walk out of it and have a conversation with my friends for it on the podcast. And it's just, it feels good. And I know that movie's most definitely going to be that. And so I'm at least excited on that part of it. Um, the other thing that I'm always excited for, and this is the thing that I think all Marvel fans always get excited for, is the end credit scenes, right? What are those going to do? What are those going to set up? You know, and they're, they're always good. It's just, it's like a little extra presence. Um, 
It feels so long since we've gotten one of those, too. I know we're going to get one for Black Widow, I hope. Uh, but it just, it's been such a long time. I mean, look, legit, I think the last Marvel movie that we all saw in theaters together was pretty sure it was Far From Home. I'm pretty sure it was Far From Home. So it's been a long time. Very long time. Uh, but yes, Shang-Chi, check it out. Can't wait to see it. I know Abomination. Everyone's been talking about Abomination in this. I know when I, I he popped up, I was like, yes! Cool, he's in this. Which I don't even know why, really. I, I'm pretty sure he's not going to have like a crazy big role. He's fighting Wong in it. There's some type of weird tournament going on where they're fighting in some type of like weird Hell in a Cell WWE style thing. They're beating each other up. He even looks like really different in this too. He has like some like weird fins on the side of his, his head. I guess he's kind of mutated over the years. Um, but I guess it's cool to see them acknowledge that Hulk movie. Because I know there's something weird about like Universal owns it and they have most of the rights. And you can't really reference that movie per se. But you know you can bring it in. It's kind of the weird kind of Spider-Man Sony situation. Even though that situation seems like it's really just going to hand over to Marvel. Where I think Sony is just going to be like screw it. We can't. We can't really do too much with Spider-Man no more. Um, I, I think it'd be cool if Universal just kind of just gave up just gave up the rights to Hulk at this point. I don't think they're making crazy amounts of money off that Ang Lee one or the Edward Norton one. You know, they're making billions of dollars off Jurassic Park and, and friggin' Fast and Furious. It's like, what, you know, do you, do you really need the extra $100,000 that you're probably making off royalties because, you know, somebody's watching that movie on FX somewhere and watching, you know, friggin' applebee's commercials for it and you know it's just it who cares just give it up universal please uh so it looks like they're kind of doing that with abomination i, th I think it's cool man because he was a very cool villain uh, in that hulk movie like he was like a, a partial hulk to see a hulk versus hulk kind of fight um and and to see like what he's been doing over the years again i don't think we're gonna get like a crazy big backstory whatever he's gonna do i'm pretty sure he's probably gonna fight shang chi and shang chi's probably dt him and whoop his ass and then that'll be it. That'll be it for the show, and he'll walk away somewhere. It'd be cool if, like, he just went back to normal, right? He just completely just, ah, screw it. I'm back to normal. I'm Tim Roth again. I'm going to go do another Tarantino movie, right? And we just lost Abomination right then and there. Uh, it makes me wonder, though, are we maybe going to potentially get some other villains in this? Maybe we might get a Justin Hammer cameo or just something else, right? I mean, if we get something on that level that's really, like, deep that most Marvel fans would probably only know... I wonder if we're going to get something else, just in a cool, like, just to kind of get you more excited for Shang-Chi. Or maybe it's just that it. Um, looks like Wong showed up in this, too. I wonder why he's he's doing that. I can't imagine he's that down bad that he doesn't have a job with Doctor Strange. Um, but who knows what's happening with Doctor Strange at this point. I know there's going to be like a lot of weird multiverse of madness kind of stuff going on and some stuff with Scarlet Witch to a point of, like, maybe Wong doesn't need him anymore. He's just doing some type of weird Fight Club stuff. Who knows? Who really knows? But, yeah, Shang-Chi, pretty sure it's going to be a really good movie. I'm sure most of you guys are excited. I see a lot of buzz on the internet for it. A lot of people are really excited that we're going to get, like, some, you know, karate-esque type of movies. And a lot of the Asian community are, are very excited to have some portrayal in these movies for them. You know, I see a lot of that, too. We got, we got a really good one of those with Mortal Kombat this year. You know, so it's kind of cool that we're going to get two of those type of movies, right? It just gives you a... a an option of watching. So, anyways, guys, yes, that's my trailer roundup. Three trailers. Finally get to talk about them. Hopefully, in the in the future, we'll be able to talk more trailers with some other stuff. I know it's been a while since we've done that. And uh, if you guys haven't yet, 
We just put up an episode, a basketball-related episode, because it's the conference finals. Uh, we're going to get to the finals there pretty soon, so it's just all basketball all the time. We talk about White Man Can Jump and Space Jam, talking about basketball, talking about life, talking about whatever. So check that episode out as well if you haven't already. If you haven't already, um, after this episode, check that out too. Why not? What, what else are you doing? What else are you doing in this moment? Just click off this right now, then just go check that out. All right. Anyways, guys, thank you for listening, and I will see you guys later. Bye.